0: And welcome to the Start, Grow, Pivot podcast, episode 14. My name is Katie, and I'm your host. I am a business coach and consultant for women entrepreneurs. I help them start their businesses, grow their businesses, or even make pivots uh, with confidence. Now, this episode is all about pricing, specifically as it relates to service Based businesses. So, I've seen a trend in the service based world when it comes to pricing that there is a lot of insecurity over setting prices, raising prices. I see this bringing up a lot of mind drama, a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of old stories that are kind of looping in the background. And what I would like to do with this episode is give you a new perspective. Give you a fresh perspective so that you can confidently set or raise your prices to align with what you truly desire and what the market will bear. And I think that this is still a good episode if you're listening to this and you have a brick and mortar or you're doing e-commerce, any kind of product-based business model. I do think that this is still really valuable information and these are really good questions to ask yourself but this, these questions are really for the service-based entrepreneurs. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. I'm really excited to share this with you. And because I want you to get the most out of it, I do want you to know that if you click into the show notes, you will see a link that will take you to a place where you can download a free worksheet that I've created that's really going to help you get the most out of this episode. So that's completely free. Um, it's available on my website So click that link in the show notes, definitely go ahead and listen to it first all the way through, and then maybe listen to it again and answer the questions as they come up and pause the podcast when they come up. So with that said, let's get started. Let's dive in. I'm super excited to share this with you. So I'd like to dive into this with a little bit of a story for you to put some context around what I'm about to share. So, Last week, I was laying on this narrow table, the light was shining so brightly on my face that my eyes squinted instinctively even though they were closed. And knowing that I wouldn't be able to move for the next hour because good lash extensions take time, I struck up a conversation with the esthetician. So as a consultant, I am perpetually curious about how women run their businesses. I love hearing their stories and asking questions. I love getting to know them and learning what they're passionate about, like what makes them spring out of bed in the morning and what keeps them up at night. And each of these conversations is a journey. And more often than not, I am fascinated with what comes up. And in this case it was money or I guess more specifically, it was the price. So the esthetician said, you know, we raised our prices a while ago and some people were not happy about it. So this kind of triggered me to think about how pricing and service-based businesses, um, So like think salons, spas, things like that. It's totally wild. Like unlike a brick and mortar shop or an online store, there's no MSRP to lean on when you're setting your rates. There's no rules to follow, no guidelines that are guaranteed to work. Nothing. And this lack of direction leads service-based entrepreneurs to rely on competitors to set their prices. But I (laughs) want to ask you, who do you think those competitors relied upon to help decide their prices? And if you guessed their competitors, I think you're right. Because over time, a pricing set point or a range of set points does emerge And while I am not suggesting that you raise your rates to the point that you're way outside the bounds of reality, I do encourage you to ask yourself three questions. Number one, what story does my price tell? Number two, what value or values does my price express? And number three, what filter does my price provide? I'm gonna dive into each of these and help you figure out whether the rates you're charging are telling the right story, expressing the values that you want them to, and filtering for your best clients. So question number one here is, what story does your price tell? And again, all of these questions that I'm giving to you and some sub-questions are available in the show notes um, with a free download. So if you do follow that link in the show notes, you can get to this worksheet Um, But even if you haven't downloaded it yet, no worries. Um, Definitely go ahead and listen to it first, the first time through, um, just to kind of get a bird's eye view of like the things that I'm gonna be asking you. So question number one is what story does your price tell? Um, It's true, your price does tell a story. Price is actually a fundamental and often overlooked form of communication in business. We can usually tell a lot about a service provider by the amount they charge. And prospective clients can infer a lot about you based on your prices too. Whether it's true or not, this is happening all of the time. So when entrepreneurs charge relatively low prices, which is a tendency that I see uh, you know, over and over again in the marketplace, it usually suggests to me one of two things. Typically it either means the person is inexperienced or the person is insecure. And I just wanna be clear, I am casting zero judgment with either of those possibilities. It is totally okay to be new at something. It's human to doubt your abilities sometimes. Nothing has gone wrong here. But in both cases, I would argue that charging below market prices is bad for your client. And I'm gonna say that again because I know it's so counterintuitive. Undercharging, harms you, of course, as the business owner, harms your industry and your colleagues and even your competitors, but it also harms your client. And I'll explain why. I mean, it can be tempting to charge less, often significantly less than your competition if you're inexperienced. And similarly, if you're unsure about your skills, again, it logically makes sense that you'd set your rates low, And that sounds good, except humans are not very logical at all. (laughs) As much as we like to think we are, humans really are not. Our behavior is driven primarily by our emotions. And so when you undercharge, you actually encourage your clients to indulge in scarcity based fear driven behaviors. And these can manifest as last minute cancellations, and low retention as clients chase the next deep discount, which is likely gonna come from a different provider. If you are inexperienced or if you're unsure of your skills, I encourage you to focus more on raising the quality of your work than on lowering your prices. If you think deeply about the experience you give your clients, how can you elevate that experience with you? How can you up-level your customer service? And having said all this, I realize that pricing is an individual decision, and there are times when keeping rates low is a decision that aligns with your values and the needs of your community. But for the entrepreneurs who are doing great work, but they're attempting to compensate for being new by undercharging, or for those whose limiting beliefs and mindset blocks are keeping them small... In those cases, consider rewriting your story because this is your business, you're in control. The second question I want you to ask yourself is, what value does my price express? First, I have to talk about the difference between price and value. So price is the dollar amount you charge, it's the dollars and cents. Value is what your client gets when they hire you. And by hiring you, I could mean, hiring you as a healer or a coach or an artist, or simply hiring you in the in the sense that they are sitting in your chair. Um, To be clear, value is not a synonym for worth. Um, It was Warren Buffett who said price is what you pay, value is what you get. But please don't confuse value with worth. I hear too many very well intentioned people urging service based entrepreneurs to quote unquote, charge their worth. There is a big problem with this and that is your worth is infinite. You couldn't possibly charge enough to even skim the surface of what you're worth. You are inherently worth everything in the world. Value is also not a measure of what you deserve, right? There's this whole fair, unfair kind of (laughs) thought process going on sometimes. Value is not a measure of what you deserve. Value is simply the answer to the question, what is my service worth to my client? It's that simple. So for example, how will your client's life improve as a result of what you do for them? What impact will hiring you or coming to you for a service have on them? What will they gain? What pitfall might they avoid? What pain point might they avoid by working with you? I mean, if you think about it, people love to complain about the price doctors, lawyers, and accountants charge for their services, like their notoriously high hourly rates. But everyone knows that the value of good medical care and sound legal advice and accurate tax preparation is worth it. The value is there. The value concept applies to every service-based entrepreneur, by the way. It is not limited to those who provide, quote, essential services. Even if you're an esthetician, cosmetologist, a coach, a healer, an artist, any other luxury provider, your service carries immense value. And the amount you charge should align with that value. This approach to pricing is tricky because... The value of most services is subjective and non-monetary, right? A lot of times there is no money involved. There is no, you know, in business we call it the ROI, the return on investment. A lot of times there is no monetary ROI to calculate. But still, I think that if you've been considering a price increase, imagining all of the ways your service is of enormous value to your client can give you confidence. Another way to think about the relationship between price and value is to consider your personal and professional values. So what are the values that are most important to your life and your work? Is it integrity, excellence, passion, efficiency, reliability, honesty, get clear on your values. Does your price reflect those values? For example, if one of your values is excellence, would charging low-end rates reflect that value? I'm guessing not. The third question I want you to ask yourself is, what filter does my price provide? Your services aren't going to be right for everyone, and that's okay. Your price attracts specific clients and repels others, which can work like magic if you let it. There's a saying in business called the Pareto Principle. It's not an exact mathematical formula, but you've probably heard it before, even if you didn't know what it was called. Essentially, it says that 20% of the work you put into your business will yield 80% of your results. And likewise, it's common for 20% of your clients to take up 80% of your time, especially when you aren't using price as an effective filter. So this principle showed up constantly for me uh, when I managed a portfolio of business loans for a bank. As many of you know, in my past life, I was a vice president of commercial lending for a bank. And as a lender, I worked with startups and established companies to help them you know, fund asset purchases, manage their operating cash with lines of credit, um, acquire real estate, and so on and so on and so on. And over the years I noticed that the smallest companies often took up most of my time. I kid you not. The multimillion dollar companies were usually the easiest to work with while the micro businesses gobbled up my time and energy like a colony of ants on a crumb. This is not to say that I didn't love helping small businesses because I did enjoy it immensely. And it's one of the reasons I became a coach. But from a financial perspective in lending, it wasn't ideal. When you focus on aligning your price with the amount your ideal client is ready to pay, you know you've set the right filter. The clients who aren't prepared to make the investment required to work with you, whether you're a stylist or an attorney, are naturally filtered out by your price. Your price certainly won't be your only filter. I mean, it shouldn't be, but it can be one of them. Just like filtering your ideal clients by age, interest, location, gender, your price will call out to your people. Now, as a bonus question, I kind of threw this in at the end because I think that this is a really thought-provoking question that's gonna help give you the confidence to trust your gut when it comes to your pricing. So in this question, I want to ask you, how does your price serve your best clients? So because money is such a loaded topic in our society, the prospect of raising prices especially can feel scary. It brings up so much drama, imposter syndrome, just all of these stories that we've told ourselves about money. And as heart-centered entrepreneurs, which most of us are, we want to help people, right? We got into this business to help, to have an impact, and we want to be accessible. We don't want to be just there for the rich people. After the esthetician working her magic on my lashes shared with me how some clients had reacted negatively to her salon's recent price increase, I shared one of my favorite questions with her. I said, how does your new price serve your best clients. You know, the ones who value your work and respect your expertise, the ones who show up on time, refer you to their friends and stay on schedule for fills and touch-ups. And she was quiet for a moment. And then I heard her tone change, you know, to one of curious optimism. And she said, I never thought of it that way, but it makes so much sense. And she went on to say that her salon used to get slammed every spring. I'm sure all the salon owners and salon employees out there are going to know what I'm talking about here. Flush with cash, women whose tax refunds have hit their accounts flock to her chair for lash extensions and permanent makeup. They snatch up appointment slots, leaving the regular clients scrambling and putting regular in quotes to mean the ones that are like keeping on, you know, they keep on a schedule, they come regularly. By summer, most of those new clients are gone. Some stop booking appointments, some book an appointment and then cancel at the last minute, and then some are simply no-shows. And again, and I feel like I need to make this crystal clear, I don't think there's anything wrong with clients who want to treat themselves to nice things when finances allow. It's completely natural. I have no place to judge that. But what this phenomenon does, though, is illustrate the benefits of aligning your prices to your best clients. In doing so, you can be sure that your price tells the right story, is an expression of your values, and acts as one of the most potent filters you have to find and keep those loyal, engaged clients. I wanna thank you for hanging with me today. I know this was a heavy one. Um, I was really excited to put this together for you because I think that these are questions that can really spark your confidence and put you in a position to make the decisions about pricing that are that are really, really aligned with you. So remember, I do have that free worksheet you can download. Just click the link in the show notes. It'll take you straight there. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now. If you loved this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a beat. To learn more about my work or see how you can join my signature coaching program, come say hi at katiegrayofficial.com. That's Katie, K-A-T-I-E, Gray, G-R-A-Y, official.com. Or follow me on Instagram at katiegrayofficial.